Hi everyone, welcome to Empower. My power, our power, your power. As Walt Disney rightly said, all our dreams come true if we have the courage to pursue them. And today we have with us a successful entrepreneur who found his calling after almost 30 years and made it big in the art industry as a sculptor. Mr. Raj Shahani, a businessman and a sculptor, as I just mentioned. This dynamic young man, you know, is uh, so special to us because this is just an uh, on-the-spot friendship that developed. And the next day, he so graciously accepted uh, my invitation to be on Empower. So thank you for that, Raj. Well, okay. who can refuse a beautiful girl? So. <laughs> no, you're very kind. As a sculptor, beauty is very important, so. Yes, always. And as a woman. Yes. <laughs> always. Okay, so prior to his work as an artist, Raj spent over three decades as a businessman and marketing professional with companies in different corners of the world before settling down in New York a few years ago. Only five years ago, he reignited his childhood love for the arts and has made a name for himself as a prolific sculptor with a knack for creating exemplary human figurines. He began developing his artist practice at the Art Student League in New York, going on to work in studios in the United States and Amsterdam. Rhoda was his biggest inspiration since childhood, and he also cites artists Philip Ferrer, Philip Ferro, sorry, and Jeremy Lipking from the Netherlands as his mentors, encouraging him to follow his natural talent for sculpture. Raj is an active member on the board of the students. Sorry, for the, the Art, art Students, students League, League thank you. <laughs> you know, there's so much to say about you, and I want to say it all, so I'm trying to be as uh, articulate as possible. And the Fine Art Society of America. He's also on the board of the most uh, outstanding American teen, a sister organization of Miss America. Raj Rahani is on the board of the Indo-American Arts Council as well. See, if you can hear, there's so much to say about this accomplished gentleman. So let's get started and get to know more about the fantastic Raj Shahani. Welcome, Raj. Thank you, thank you. So how long have you been in India? Well, this, is, this has been my longest trip in India. I moved out of India when I was 22 years old. Right. Which is, I think, 100 years old. No, back no. Because I'm, I'm not even saying how old he is. You'll be shocked, honestly. I'm 62 and I left India when I was 22. <laughs> That's so I left India when it was very different, it right. was much smaller and felt much bigger. <laughs> now when I come back, uh, it's, you know, it yeah. feels very expansive and beautiful. Yeah. This trip I've been here for about 10 days. Okay, nice. And lucky for me, we got you here on yes. the hot seat for Empower. <laughs> thank you for having me here. No, thank you. So Raj, taking a leap of faith and pursuing what you love is always a good idea. And you have rightly proven this to us. Tell us about your journey and how did it all begin? Uh, I've said this before, but as a kid, I uh, was not allowed to do art. I was dyslexic and always in trouble with my school <laughs> and home because I would not be able to read or uh, you know, do my homework and stuff like that. So as a punishment, they would take away all my art supplies because that's all I wanted to do. Okay. And I don't blame the school system or my parents because... At that because time, they didn't even know about They dyslexia. did not know dyslexia. I don't think there were any tests or awareness. Nothing was, uh, you know, known. 
So I was denied all of this and then parental pressure, I went into advertising marketing, uh, you know, left at an early age, lived in the Middle East, lived in Europe and okay. then, uh, you know, ended up in the US. Okay. And uh, was really enjoying what I did because that was also creative. But I had always, since I was a kid, uh, decided that I'm going to retire early, which is what I did at 50. I'm like, okay, thank you very much. <laughs> Nobody needs me. My son said, thank you, dad. I don't need you. My you mean retired from the nine to five job kind of scenario? Retired, right? retired from corporate. Corporate, retired from, yes. uh, you know, all of that. Lucky you. <laughs> yes, yeah. lucky, lucky me. Yeah. I, I, you know, could follow what I said I wanted to do. And uh, after that, I was doing everything I could do creatively, primarily travel, taking photographs and everything. And I had a big collection and I thought I'm going to be a photographer when I stumbled into scouting, which is in my neighborhood in New York. And since then, it's my passion. I've never taken a lesson. I have just been creating and I'm so happy that people like what I do and to be self-taught and to accomplish so much and that to like you know in the just in such a short span of time is really commendable honestly you know I surprise myself <laughs> when you get out of your own way when you allow yourself to be that's when you really become who you're supposed to be yeah you blossom yeah, yeah. so I just took all the shackles out of my legs I just went with it Absolutely. I didn't plan I didn't think and just got out of my own way and this is what's come out. Mm -hmm. So it's a very organic way that it's come out. It wasn't planned. A few years back, if somebody said, you know, you're going to be a sculptor, I'd be, no, I cannot sculpt. Yes. I didn't realize that I had it in me and uh, my photography helped. I understood forms, I understood, you know, yeah. depths and you stuff. You were creative like anyway since childhood. Right, but yeah. you know, that, that brought out another, I thought I'd, I'd, I would be a photographer, but when I started doing that really intensely I realized that I could translate that into other art forms and sculpture kind of stuff with me. Nice, very nice. And you know, you gave up a successful career in finance as well in New York, right? Well, and, uh, you say finance loosely because it's making money. I, <laughs> I, 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 I gave it up at the top of my game. I was enjoying yeah. it, but I, you know, I decided I'm going to move on. So and I did that. So first, did you always know when you left that you're going to get into arts or was it the travel that happened first and then you developed uh, into, you know, I knew I, I had to stop this. I mean, you know, the, the business world is a very toxic world. Right. Even if I was having a good time, it's very toxic. Uh, basically, everything boils down to making money. Correct. So it's only when you take that away mm -hmm. that you allow yourself to think differently. Right. So it took me a couple of years of traveling and, uh, you know, being me, yes. celebrating me. Exploring. Exploring well. me. And then, you know, things fell where they were supposed to. I didn't intend to be an artist or any, any anything. Right. I just wanted to say, you know, I'll do what I feel like doing. Nice. Yeah, I'm like I said, lucky you, you have the luxury and the confidence, you know, you, it takes to, you know, to take that step and to just be in a space which is not known. I wouldn't say confidence, I would say desperation. <laughs> Why? No. <laughs> because, I not mean, I, even though I was making money, you know, I was desperate to stop doing that. Yeah, I was that, enjoying that it. I agree. Yeah. I was enjoying it, but uh, it was desperation to, you know, fly. Right. You know, you're walking, you're running, you're right. doing everything, you're partying, you're dancing, but you're not flying. Absolutely. And I'm talking in my head. Absolutely. So to, I had to give that up yeah. to, you know, 
Hence the glow. Hence, you know, that's the the secret to his, uh, you know, fabulous skin and look and the big smile on his face. Listen, I'm just blushing when you talk. (laughs) Not at all. Okay, so Raj, what was it like starting all over again in a different industry? And did you have a goal when you began sculpting? I did not have a goal. I didn't even know I was going to be a sculptor, so there couldn't be a goal. But after you began, did you have a goal? When I start, I, I promised myself I will only do what... I enjoy. Right. I'll only do it for me. I'm not doing it for anybody else. So even when I started sculpting, I never thought of it as, oh, I'm sculpting and somebody's going to buy it. It's very difficult for me to sculpt and let it go. Right. So the goal is to enjoy, to be, and that's what I'm doing. So do you remember your first sale ever? The first piece you sold? Was it at the first solo exhibition? Yes. Okay. So I was... Creating, I was having a having a good time, surprising myself every time I'd come home and you know show what I did. Mm-hmm. I would be as excited as anybody else watching it. And uh, Tarana, who uh, has art and soul the gallery, she saw everything I had and she encouraged me to show them. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't ready. I wasn't thinking of myself as an artist or as a sculptor. I never. I'd, I would never tell anybody I'm a sculptor. Or I right. would never tell anybody I'm an artist, which I still don't. <laughs> but she encouraged me. She said, "Listen, you got to share this gift. You have to share this, you know, what you're doing, right. and spread the joy." So I'm like, "Okay." And when you know she started saying that she wants to sell them, I panicked because I was. <laughs> These are my babies. This is you know yeah, what then I do. You have to detach, right? I have to detach. It's very difficult. Yeah. Very difficult. I recently worked on a styling project for a high-end interior home and we traveled, we sourced, you know, artifacts, uh, you know, items, everything, you know, and you wouldn't believe, I was actually talking to the architects and the interior team that how do you leave, like we come here every day, I was only on it for a couple of months, they were on the project for a year, and I said how do you detach, you've put your heart and so like I've literally set up that home like as if it was mine. And then the next day, you can't just walk in. Someone's moved in and it's not a site anymore or it's it's not a studio anymore. And it's it's very difficult. So imagine when you've created something from your hands. That's even more personal. Yep. Like I say, they are my babies. Yeah, absolutely. So it's it's been hard. And I still haven't gotten over it. But uh, lucky for me, people like what I do. And um, I now look at it as, you know, things that I love are finding good homes and they're being appreciated. Absolutely. And I really think that they're loans. I don't think of them as... <laughs> <laughs> yes, as you so graciously said when I said, what a fantastic art collection you have here. And you said, oh, these are not mine. These are my friends. Who, and then so you I, said they gifted it. And I was like, but then they are yours. But I think you, because you speak from your soul where you feel it doesn't belong to anyone. No, right? I'm, I'm celebrating everything that they've created. Yes. They inspire me. Yes. I'm always, I try to surround myself with creative people, people who are, you know, like my mine. heroes. Yeah, of course. And so when, when, when I have their art and I surround myself with their art, I don't see it as their art or my art. I'm celebrating something that's beautiful. Yes, that's true. You know, that's so I'm true. very happy to, you know, be surrounded by art. And I'm happy that I'm giving that opportunity to somebody else. Right. You know, to, to enjoy. Absolutely. Yeah. Nice. Because these have been joys for me. Yeah, of course. And they bring beauty and joy to whoever, you know, yeah. sees them or, or has them in their I hope it does or, or it, it inspires spaces. them or whatever it Absolutely. does to them. Yeah. So your first, one of your first solo exhibitions was called Caesura Continuum. Am I yeah. pronouncing it correctly? Yes. Captured in the course of executing ballet movements. So the sculptures were inspired by dancers in motion? Yes. And it was also on display at Jahangir Art Gallery in Kalagora. And then as you mentioned, the gallery art and soul in Verley 
How is it showcasing your art in Mumbai, the, you know, your birthplace, I'm assuming? Tell us more about the exhibition and the vision behind it. See, like I said, I was, I'd started ph photographing and most of my friends are artists. When I say artists, it's not necessarily painters or drawing or, you know, sketch or sculpting. The dance form or whatever, they're, they're performers. Right. So I have been taking a lot of pictures of my friends who are ballet dancers. And, uh, you know, I, I see the pain behind ballet and I see how they take away the, you know, pain and they show the grace and everything. And I wanted to capture it in my photographs. Right. But I had such a big collection of photographs and so many friends who I was inspired by that when I started sculpting, that came really easy to me. It was coming out of me, it was flowing out of me. Right. So when I was creating that, uh, the works for that exhibition, I was really creating it for me because mm -hmm. I was enjoying it. And, uh, you know, the human form comes easier to me because, you know, with photographs, I've stared at photographs so long. And uh, motion and emotion, uh, you know, speak to me. Correct. And ballet has both. Absolutely. So uh, my first uh, collection of 27 pieces that I had at Jahangir uh, Gallery, which I was, I was surprised because it's very difficult to get into Jahangir. But when they saw my portfolio of works that I had... Talent spoke for itself. <laughs> something spoke and uh, you know something connected with them. And they, they, I was lucky to get a cancellation where I could fit in. And it was fantastic. So that whole collection came from my experience with ballet dancers, my proximity to them. But more than that, from watching them, you know, be beautiful mm -hmm. under very extreme conditions. They're in pain. Correct. They're standing on their toes. Absolutely. But if you look at them, they have and defied yours. gravity. Yes. They have, uh, you know, they have, they're graceful, they're beautiful. And I wanted to capture that. And that's what the meaning of that is to capture one moment in a motion. Okay, nice. So I was capturing one moment in the motion, which tells you the whole story. Right. Because you, you're just getting one moment, but it should tell you what happened before and after. Correct. So every, everything that I make is a very emotional piece. I think they're more emotional and they, they have to say a story. Right. Lovely. It act, I actually feel transpired, like, a, you know, I've seen Swan Lake and I feel like I'm visualizing the movements and the body forms as you speak about it. And it takes years of discipline, you know, and the body and the, like you said, not only what you see on stage, but there's so much that goes so into it. So much that goes into yeah. it. Yeah. So tell me, um, what goes beyond creating your sculptures for you, apart from, say, reading the power and beauty and the physicality, as you just mentioned, of the human form? What other aspect do you look at while creating, you know, 3D sculptures? See, for me, I have a lot of respect for people who paint because they take, they're looking at 3D objects and making a 2D image. Mm -hmm. I cannot do it. Right. I can see things in 3D. Mm -hmm. I can create things in 3D. You know, when I sculpt, I almost close my eyes and sculpt with my eyes closed. I cannot make eyes and lips and nose with my eyes closed, but I can get the forms and the shape and, you know, get into my space, get into that Zen space. So it's, right. for me, it's meditating. Mm. So I get a lot back from it. I don't give as yeah. much as I get back. So for me, it's a, you know, it's, it's like spirituality. Yeah. You know, it's very spiritual, it's very Zen-like, and it's getting into the zone. And that takes away all the pressures, it takes away everything that, you know, yeah. all the baggages that we have. So it's, it's, it's fabulous. You know, one of my favorite artists is Degas. So I, I love Impressionism and I love Degas. So, it, you know, the ballerinas, correct? Yes. So uh, when you said paintings and then how you cannot translate it, but you see a different beauty there. And here you kind of, 
give it a semi-human like quality right because you can touch you can feel a sculpture yes and you can feel the curves you know and uh, it just it just feels so zen like you know to me <laughs> i hope it connect, does all, the connection all. is deeper i feel it's it's very deep especially because you be used to seeing 3 3d right uh, but i mean i have uh, a lot of respect for people who can paint yes but you say degab i mean you look at it you uh, you're still celebrating his masters, vision yes of course his vision and how yes. he created something so so simple that still talks to us and right. you know takes us into that world and you know right. so that that's it's all about that and you know on a on a lighter note um, i remember doing some kind of you know molding clay sculpting class with my son when he was really young he's 15 now but when he was like really young and it was so much fun i mean you know when you get down and dirty with it and when you literally you know the the, the texture and with your hands and creating my son's big time into art too but he's into again like uh, painting or um, noodle art and stuff like that and he's excellent at it like he's been offered by friends that please make a painting for our home we'll give you money please but he's a child and he's like a typical artist i would say you know he gets into things that he gets over it and that he's like no i don't want to sell my art because also he's still very young yeah. but um, you know i still remember the feel of trying to create something you know did you see doodle art yeah <laughs> so i have a friend of mine who's a great sculptor arzan khambata yes he's been teaching children doodle art so you should send your son to him and it'll he'll just his yeah that would be art amazing will explode. yeah it'll be amazing yeah i'm going to you know hold you to that and take the details from you soon. Yeah. okay so tell me raj um, how are your sculptures different from other sculptors according to you and tell us about your mentors and sculptors who inspire your work see uh, anything that we create is not different from anybody else it's not comparing to anybody else mm-hmm. it's more about you know an expression it's a part of me like we are same but we're different and we are you know it it's you cannot compare anything to anybody Correct. and everybody's expression is different so uh, you know when i was much younger they had a rodas exhibition here in um, churchgate and that was my first exposure to sculpture sculpture right serious sculpture i mean we we were surrounded yeah, by course. art everywhere yeah and uh, you know i just got so involved in it and that stayed with me mm-hmm. so that has always stayed with me i then think it has manifested itself now mm-hmm. but for 40 years you know i've dreamt about it it's you know it's been yeah heaven of for course me. of course so i i cannot compare to others and i don't see myself i cannot come these are masters and these are you know people who created a lot and they have evolved i still have to evolve myself to even call myself an artist or a sculptor right. i still i'm enjoying myself i'm just making things and uh, you know i'm lucky to share it with you no, i think you're quite modest too and and i hope to share with all our listeners a lot of good content to view on our social media based on all the work that you do So you're part of the Indo-American Arts Council. How has that helped your work as an artist and how do you monetize your work? Uh being on the board of Indo-American Council is not about helping my art mm-hmm. or showcasing my art. I'm there because I I bring a you know something to the table where I I can curate other artists and be part of an industry which you know I can celebrate along with all my peers and, and all the other knowledge artists. as well right not no learn 
learn and spread your knowledge. Yeah, well, like, I'm, I'm more of a learner. I'm <laughs> yeah, more of a learner. Like I said, you know? you're very modest. Yeah. Like there was a time when I used to be a guest lecturer in colleges and talk about entrepreneurship and stuff like that. And every time I gave a lecture and I came out, I used to say, I learned so much from the students. Mm-hmm. So I'd rather be a learner than be a teacher. Yeah, sure. Okay, sure. So I learned from every, you know, everything. And uh, the Arts Council does such phenomenal work in the U.S. Not only... When, when we say arts, it's film, it's dance, it's, you know, so many different yes. aspects. For me, being on that is a learning experience for me. And uh, to be able to be part of that is fantastic. It's not about monetizing. I don't, I don't monetize my work. I, I, I would stop doing it if I was thinking in terms Absolutely. of monetizing. Yes. I see my work as, um, you know, something that flows out of me. And I do it for me. I, yes. I mean, there are a lot of people who say, why are you doing figurative works? These are, you know, people who used to do it. Nowadays, you need to do edgy works and you need but to be... But it's your creative expression. I right? know. I cannot sell yeah. my it's soul. It's your form. Yes. It's like, so I'm not thinking monetizing. If I was thinking monetizing, I'd, yes. you know, guilt all my things yes. and make it gold and silver and diamonds. Yeah, and but as we know, you, you did want to pursue something that fulfilled your soul more than... You've been there, done that. You know, it's Right. Not monetizing is not important. Right. Um... Uh, and, and and so that's not what I think at all. Sure. Okay. So tell me, what is the best and hardest part of managing your own business, both in the US and in India? And that I will correct myself if there is a business now or if it's just the work the, that you do, um, you know, and what inspires you on a daily basis? Uh, see, this is not a business. Yes. This, no. is, not, this yes. is absolutely not a business. Sometimes, you know, some of the things I create... Because I'm I think we should say managing your own work, whatever work you do, yeah, rather uh, than business. I'm not a marketer right. for myself. That's something I cannot do. In the past, I've done it, but I cannot do it for me. And I don't think of it as a marketing. I'm thinking of sharing. Correct. So if somebody likes something, you know, I, I cannot even talk to them. It's uh, Tarana, my gallerist. She will deal with them. She will talk to them. And she knows what to do. Right. Okay, because if it left to me... I would rather, I would uh, not sell or gift it right. or, you know, make friends, give it only to friends. So, <laughs> you're like me. Yeah. Like people keep telling me, when are you going to, you know, make money? You're just, gonna, you know, interviewing friends and family and people, you know. I said, no, I interview everyone I meet who I feel I want to interview. Like, you know, like I mentioned earlier, if I've met someone that I find inspirational or fascinating, then that's the perfect guest for me. You know, that's exactly and that's what inspires me, and that's what I would want to listen to. So that's what I do. You know, yeah. my, my 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 work is finding homes. Yes, I look at it like you know, my baby's got a home. I you know, like right. So they are in, no. in, and everybody who has uh, any works of mine have become have become, are my friend now. They are my family. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so yeah, I I don't think it is uh, marketing or anything like that, or right. even monetization, or it's a business. But tell me, what inspires you on a daily basis, or uh, shall we say what's been inspiring you nowadays how about that see every day every day and everything everything that you look has got beauty in it right you know it, it could be a flower right. it could be a pretty girl sitting next to me it could be something that I see on my phone or you know walk out on the streets so there's a lot of inspiration right and there's more inspiration that then that can be so it's exploding out of me. right every day it's, I have more ideas than what I'm creating I don't have enough time to create everything that I want to. I mean, how beautiful is this world? <laughs> I mean, how can you not be inspired? And, and I love the positivity oozing out of you because your your lens to life is so positive. I believe in abundance. There's yes. abundance of everything. Right. 
whatever whatever you're looking for, there's abundance. So we don't have to panic. Okay. So if you're looking for inspiration, it's there. If you're looking for beauty, it's there. If you're looking for, you know, sad, it's there. Absolutely. So it's what yes. you want. Yes. So there's so much celebration. There's so much beauty and there's so much inspiration and people. Yeah, well said. Yeah. My so, dogs, I have I have dogs who inspire me. I have two little <laughs> puppies who inspire me every day. I see the beauty and the softness and the emotion in their face and I can translate that and into... The love, you know, and the love. And the love. So yeah. yeah. So, any hobbies that help you relax and unwind? Obviously, we know you love traveling, photography, um, sculpting is your heart and soul. And any other hobbies that help you relax and unwind? I think since I've started sculpting, I'm relaxed and unwound. <laughs> yes. I don't. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a nomad. I travel. I don't yes. stay anywhere for more than We are so envious of his lifestyle now, aren't we? Yeah, everything. <laughs> Although I, I can't complain. I'm an avid traveler too. <laughs> no, no, no. But not to, to the extent. What I've done is, although I have homes in different parts of the world, I have consolidated everything that I own in two suitcases. That's fast. Everything that I, I need own. to learn that, but you know, I'm always overweight. <laughs> yeah, same here. I used to be that, but now I'm into two suitcases and yeah. I just, it just travels with me and, yes. uh, you know, that's what it is. Okay. So, uh, Raj, your recent work, Jayanti, in McLeod Ganj, Himachal Pradesh, is a piece of art. Tell us more about it and any upcoming solo exhibitions of yours that we need to gear up for. I'm going to come for one. Any any upcoming in Mumbai? Well, there's another one. I've been offered a space in uh, Jahangir. Okay, lovely. Yeah, I, I could not have exhibitions because we had COVID. Absolutely. So, but which I, I thought years. was the best two years of my life. <laughs> because we connected with our friends and family. Absolutely. And uh, I think it was brilliant. I, got, I had enough uh, commission work and I couldn't stop. Yeah. There's so many people who wanted to upgrade their homes and bring... Yes. You know, beautiful things, objects into their home. And, you know, I got so many commissions. So I'm very blessed. And yes. COVID was one of the best things that ever happened. Well, sorry I about people. By, I started by podcasting it. So I sorry to people who, you know, they didn't like it. But I thought that was one of the best so things. So, yeah, we have pros and cons. Like, as like life is. That even I see a lot of positivity that came out of it. So Yeah, I, I think it's, it was great. We always look at the glass half full. Or and if it is not or, half, And if it is not half full... Just pour some water. Yes, yes. Pour, pour good things in it and yes. make it an overflow. Yes, abundance my, as we love. Yeah, abundance, you know. I always say my glass, you know, yes. overflows. Overflowing, yes. yes, touch wood, you know. So, uh, any more upcoming solo exhibitions or pan, you know? Well, I have, I have a bunch of things uh, in, in the pipelines. I was supposed to have a big exhibition uh, in Azerbaijan with now the war is going on. Right. I have something coming up in, uh, in Amsterdam and in, in Paris and in the United States. So these are all upcoming things. We're waiting to see how uh, COVID plays out. Right. And, you know, they're scheduling everything. So yes. I, well, I, we I, keep sharing on our social media. Please share with me whenever yeah, you have sure, something. Sure, and sure. we, you know, the more people see your fantastic work, as and as I will too very soon, uh, the more we will love it. <laughs> yeah, listen, uh, my name is Shahani Raj. I'm on Instagram and I share my... You know, you know, pictures my, all the time. Yeah, yes. Pictures, but I share my blessings all the time. And so be part yeah, of the journey. Absolutely. So tell me, what is your most prized possession and why? It's cliche, but my prized possession is my family. Family. <laughs> no, I mean, it's very cliche because all, all Indians say, but because I've lived out of, yes. I've not lived at home. And, uh, you know, we, we are, these days, everybody's all over the world. Correct. You know? So we, all three siblings live in different parts of the world. My mom is one place. 
my son is in LA, uh, my partners all over the world. So the fact that I'm still so connected to each one of them, you know, I know on an everyday basis what everybody's doing and there's so much love. It is, my family is my prized possession. Other than the fact that, you know, I'm blessed to be allowed. I see this as I'm allowed to do what I want. Mm -hmm. Everybody doesn't have that and I have that. For that, I'm really, really grateful. And that blessing itself is my prized possession. Yes, very well said. So tell me, what do you have aligned for the upcoming years? Anything, I, because we're trying to I'll, 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 the I'll, journey. I'll, <laughs> I'll live for today. I, I don't believe in the journey. I believe in today. I believe in... The destination is not important at all. Right. The so journey is important. So I'm not looking at uh, five years from now. I'm not looking at one year from now. I'm not even looking at tomorrow. I'm looking at today. I'm looking at what I did today. Mm-hmm. I'm celebrating today. And uh, so, you know, and whatever comes out of that yes. is going to be who I'm going to be because I'm evolving. Like I said, I was doing business, then I was doing photography, now I'm doing sculpting. I'm not saying I'll stop sculpting, but I don't know where else I'll go. Okay. So this is something that I'm doing right now and it's coming out of me. I don't know what I'm going to be doing tomorrow. How nice. And on those very mature and uh, <laughs> uh, very sweet words, uh, thank you Raj for such a unique and insightful you know, chat, very unconventional, very inspiring because, uh, you know, I have learned so much of how to look at things from a different perspective and from uh, an artist's perspective, shall we say, or, and also that's why we have him on Empower because we all love beautiful things and beautiful things that mean a lot. Family is important, art we love, travel we love. So, you know, you're the perfect guest for us. So thank you, Raj, for sharing your motivating journey with us at Empower. And I wish you all the love and success. And, um, you know, may all your dreams come true. And may you grow with each passing day. <laughs> Listen, I, 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 I dream every day. If you don't dream, it doesn't happen. Yes. And I thank you guys for empowering me. Because if you guys, <laughs> when I say you guys, I'm, I'm saying if the universe and the world didn't inspire me or empower me, I would not be able to do what I'm doing. So everybody is with me. I'm, I'm just, you know, an outlet for everything that happens around me. Thank you so much. So that brings us to the end of a unique, insightful and unconventional chat with Mr. Raj Shahani. Thank you, Raj, for sharing your motivating journey, as I said earlier. And thank you, my lovely listeners, for tuning in. For all this and more, you know, fantastic pictures of Raj's work, we share his Instagram We'll be sharing lovely pictures of us and some of his art collection, hopefully now. (laughs) And for more and more fun and engaging videos, posts, stories, don't forget to check out my Instagram and Facebook, Minakshi Kuwadikar. And until then, as always, keep shining, keep smiling, have a safe and fantastic week, everyone, and don't forget to own it. (laughs) 